good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut any cut Because all the hippies are trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot, and we discuss local, national, and native news events. And I just want to give a big shout-out to Civic Media. We're on 11 channels here in Wisconsin, and, uh, of course, the mothership here in AM 950. We appreciate your support, and... Uh, you know, as you know, native issues are human issues, and human issues are native issues. And uh, this portion is supported by the Native American Community Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis in the Twin Cities, honoring health and tradition. And I have a whole big Ho-Chunk Day here. Uh, I have a awesome young dude here that's an entrepreneur, and he's just here, uh, Colin Price of the Ho-Chunk Nation. And then I have my Hinu, who's opening up in a play tonight. Uh, at 7.30 in St. Paul at the New Native uh, Theater. I have an interview with my my Hinu, and uh, we discuss uh, the play and what's going on. But here we are, and I'm so happy to have uh, Colin Price on as the guest tonight. Colin, welcome to Native Roots Radio. Awesome. Hello, uh, Robert. Thanks for having me on. Uh, and I appreciate the working with me on, on the timing of this. I know schedules are pretty hectic. Uh, uh, looking forward to the chat. Right on. Hey, you know, uh, an entrepreneur in Indian country and especially Wisconsin is a really, I don't want to use the word sacred, but very important to us in the native community to have people that look like us leading the way in uh, a lot of different ways. So I, I just like to hear your story. I know years ago you worked for the president and I don't talk a lot about this, but I'm a legislator for Ho-Chunk Nation. And I know you've worked deeply with the nation and still do uh, in, in, some, in many capacities. Um, how did you get going on that? And, uh, you know, and tell us a little bit about your past too. Oh. Yeah, so <clears throat> um, I guess, uh, you know, starting in 2012, uh, I, uh, previous to 2012, I worked as a Wisconsin State Trooper. I uh, had an amazing career, really cool experience, uh, worked all over the state. I uh, started out in St. Croix County, that's right up uh, your neck of the woods, beautiful area. Um, but uh, I knew I wanted something different, and so uh, I took the opportunity to worked for President, then President John Greendeer as his public relations officer. And over the course of seven years, I was in the role uh, under various administrators, uh, different presidents. And that's really where I got to um, learn about Indian country, all the things that are impacting our communities, our workforce, uh, and our homes. And so I took all that information and I was just really still thirsty for for learning and wanting to understand some of the things that were were going on at a greater level so uh last year recently went back to uh, grad school where i'm pursuing my master's program at georgetown university in the real estate development program and um, over the last three years i started my own consulting company where i focus mainly with tribal relations working with and for tribes uh, state and federal government um, to engage and strengthen relationships with uh, tribal communities. So here I am uh, back uh, working with the Ho-Chunk Nation, which has been an amazing experience. Uh, and like you said, anytime you can uh, help your own tribe, I think is really something special. Uh, we bring a different lens to the work, um, different commitment uh, than maybe some of their clients or some of the relationships we have uh, from, a, from a business pr perspective. Yeah, I, I'm really so proud to be a citizen of a Ho-Chunk Nation, and uh, there's people like you, and we talk about John Greendeer, who just got reelected, uh, uh, is coming back as president. Uh, those people, Willie, uh, all these people, and way back, that really set the groundwork for us, 
I'm just amazed uh, about the good work and the good heart and all the things that went into this up to this point, you know, and uh, I just don't want to muck it up. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I don't think anybody does. And I think, you know, as as a tribal member of, of any tribe, you know, representing the 500 plus tribes across the country, um, there really is something special about uh, helping usher along change, um, solidifying our position within communities, uh, within the, the business space as well. And like you mentioned, there's been a lot of smart, bright, courageous leaders way before me um, that have led nation in various ways and continue to do so this day. Yeah, uh, that brings us up to now. Um, I, do you, Would you like to talk about what you're doing with the nation now and uh, the exciting things that are, are happening and talking about our sovereignty? And, you know, we always talk about uh, things... In the big picture, too, like, you know, with ICWA and all these things that are happening around Turtle Island and kind of the attack on us. But uh, we also are able to um, uh, persevere and, and do good work, uh, as you do, Colin, and I've always been super impressed with you um, over the years, and I really appreciate you being on. What What are you working on now? Well, thanks for the, for the kind words there. Uh, I don't... Uh, I really appreciate that. So with with respect to um, the the work that I'm doing for the Ho-Chunk Nation, this has been a project uh, that predates me, predates most of the people who work with me. Um, but the nation has uh, been pursuing a uh, gaming site uh, for some time now. So for those that aren't aware, uh, the Ho-Chunk Nation uh, does have gaming facilities throughout Wisconsin. Uh, we do a lot of different things in terms of economic development, uh, but the the bulk of the, the revenue that provides the services and programs for our people comes by way of gaming revenue. And we have a very special and unique opportunity uh, that we're working on every single day, uh, and that is to develop a full resort casino uh, in the state line uh, in Beloit, Wisconsin, which is right on the state line of Illinois and Wisconsin. And uh, like I mentioned, there's a lot of work that's gone into this. Uh, work dates back to 2012. I remember uh, going into the Department of Business and you know reading feasibility studies. And here we are in 2023, looking to really uh, push this project across the finish line. And it is, it is not easy, uh, you know, we, we deal with um, internal discussions, different perspectives a lot. Uh, we also take into consideration uh, the views and the wishes of our tribe uh, and the communities that, that we represent. And so it's a constant massaging of, of, uh, of the program to, to really deliver something that is unique to the marketplace, that competes in the marketplace. Um, and it's been quite a challenge, especially coming um, out of the pandemic, uh, you know, I don't have to go into what that's meant to Indian country as a whole, uh, but I would say we are still recovering from that. Uh, things are looking up, and this project really represents um, what the future can can really be and help uh, provide those necessary resources for our community and the the surrounding community as well. Hey, I'm here with uh, Colin Price, and we're going to about to take a, a, a break here. But uh, Colin, I, what I would like to do is kind of really talk about in the next segment, and I know your your time's very valuable, so we have one more segment, is talk about, you know, the impact on the communities where these businesses are put up, because I think that isn't brought up enough how uh, the communities really... Um, uh, with taxes, but we'll get into that uh, if you don't mind in the next segment. And uh, no problem. That's that's an exciting part that I like to talk about. And really, we have uh, a lot of our uh, people that listen to the show are uh, Caucasian, and there are supporters. And I really want to give them the 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 nine one one or the four one one on uh, not the nine one one, but the four one one on uh, what what we do. But hey, I'm here with Colin Colin Price and. It's Ho Chunk. It's Ho Chunk Day here on Native Roots Radio. We'll be right back after this short break. Please stay with us. Dying, in my wind, in my bed. 
I heard sex trafficking happens a lot in Indian country. What is that? Here are some of the real reasons why sex trafficking happens in Indian country. Unequal gender roles that were forced on us by colonization. Communities don't have enough resources. Silence around domestic and sexual violence. Lack of attention and justice for missing and murdered indigenous people. There's a lot of behavior that keeps our communities out of balance. These are just a few true reasons why native communities are targeted by traffickers. When these acts of violence happen in our communities, it opens us all up for exploitation. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, Ogama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. No one should have to choose between a paycheck and their health. Whether it's for a new baby, an unexpected illness, or an aging parent, Minnesotans deserve time to care for themselves and their families. That's why Minnesota Democrats are fighting for all working people to have paid family and medical leave. The time is now. Contact your legislator and tell them to pass paid family and medical leave for Minnesota. Learn more at PaidLeaveMN.org. That's PaidLeaveMN.org. Paid for by the Minnesota AFL-CIO. A lot has changed since 2020. Metro Transit wants to hear from you to help build a network that best serves the Metro's needs for the next five years. Help us grow the right way as more resources, like more drivers, become available. Learn more, fill out an online survey, and find out about upcoming meetings in your neighborhood at metrotransit.org slash network hyphen now. metrotransit.org slash network hyphen now. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, this portion is supported by the Native American Community Development Institute here in Minneapolis. Uh, I am here with uh, Colin Price and really excited to have, have you on, Colin. And we're talking a little bit about uh, Ho-Chunk and Wisconsin and gaming and, and kind of the things that we're doing. And maybe before we talk about how... Uh, uh, gaming is good for the community. Why don't we just touch a little bit on on our own government and what we what we're able to do? I think one of the things that's really interesting out there is it, you talk about uh, gaming as a business. Natives and Ho Chunks are the only business really that brings money back into the community. And and the great things that our community and Ho-Chunk does for our, commu- our community and the larger community. Let's talk a little bit about that. And, and welcome back, Colin. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so, you know, the Indian country is, you know, filled with different uh, opportunities, different uh, ventures that various tribes are undertaking. As you mentioned, our tribe, Ho-Chunk, um, has really uh, doubled down when it comes to gaming. And so that really is our uh, bread and butter in terms of revenue. And it's important because, you know, we, along with every other tribe community, have needs. We have tribal members uh, that we are trying to look after and provide those services and programs. And the more resources and opportunity that the government has, the more they're able to distribute. I think that's really special, uh, you know, and really sets tribes apart to come to business and generating revenue. Whereas on the private side, yes, I would like to give back, and yes, you know, volunteering contributions to local youth sports and all that stuff uh, I could do on a personal level. But when it comes to tribes, their impact is so big because of the surrounding communities. And when, whenever you operate a business, uh, in this case, a gaming facility, whether it's a small couple hundred uh, slot machine or a full-blown resort, um, you, you know, you're going to have an impact because the the jobs that it creates, the the revenue sharing, um, and, and so it's, it's really impactful and important for us to, to try to take advantage of those opportunities that are unique to tribes in the gaming environment. 
Yeah, it it, it is, and and I think. You know, it's exciting, too, uh, for a lot of reasons that, you know, we haven't really been in this game for very long, but uh, we're doing pretty well, and we're helping our people. I see it every day. You know, I talk to people. I talk to our elders. I talk to our elite elders that are uh, um, needing help and weren't brought up in this uh, heyday of, uh, of gaming. They were, you know, brought up where we were making baskets on the side of the road to try to make uh, 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 make bills and selling cigarettes out of a trailer, you know. Uh, you know, we've come a long way, and I, I have to acknowledge that, but I also have to acknowledge that, um, you know, people like you that have worked for the nation for a long time have really helped our helped our young ones, helped our old ones, and I think that's all we as Native people uh, are, that's in our DNA and we need to do that. I agree. I think that a lot of the work that, that tribes do gets overlooked and we're obviously talking about gaming, um, largely on this conversation. Uh, but I think what, what gets lost in that is the resiliency of the people, the workers. So when we talk about a casino, uh, in the case of Beloit, where there's going to be, uh, in excess of 1,500 employees, those men and women are going to work every single day, uh, first, second, third shift, doing various uh, duties throughout the facility. And those are the real heroes on the front line that are showing up every day, uh, that are sacrificing time away from their family. They might have uh, children in youth sports or uh, music or any, any type of extracurricular activity. And they've chosen to work for the nation and help us. And I think that is something that is overlooked. And, and I always try to bring attention to the real heroes of the operations, which are the frontline workers. Um, and, you know, I, I think that Beloit provides an excellent opportunity for the nation um, to really elevate the, the level of service that we have uh, when it comes to uh, the workforce when it comes to customer service and the processes that they really shine when it comes to a uh, customer service and hospitality experience. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we have uh, uh, someone, Nate, uh, it says it seems that uh, we as a tribal nation forget how long it takes to establish a business or other other than gaming, you know, and that's a really good point. We expect overnight success. Rather, uh, we should uh, look at uh, the giants of success today, such as Amazon. It took over a decade for them to turn profitable business. And I, I agree with what uh, Nate says, but uh, we, we've been working on this, Colin, for, as you said, 12, 12 years. Yeah, actually longer than that. Um, and I, I, I just want to kind of echo what uh, Mr. Longtail said. I totally agree. Um, and I think, you know, as, as amazing as gaming has been and will continue to be, I always try to uh, provide some perspective to leadership or the community when it comes to business and gaming. The, the returns, um, the amount of revenue and cash flow that comes by way of gaming is totally unique and unlike any other sector in the world. And, you know, sometimes we, we get spoiled by that and we expect those same financial metrics and returns um, when we pursue other opportunities, and they're just not the same. You know, we're never going to get any type of uh, professional service uh, company generating the amount of revenue that a casino does, uh, but that doesn't mean that it's not worth the pursuit or that it's good work. And, and I think that is something that, that we need to do a better job at. And I know as, as tribal leaders, um, that's something that is, is at the forefront and balancing the risk and the reward um, and the upside of any type of possible business venture. Exactly. Um, I, in, and yeah, I mean, that, that, was a, <laughs> that was a lot what you just said, Colin. I'm just uh, sucking that in. And you know me and our discussions, uh, uh, I'm just a baby at this, and I appreciate experts like yourself and uh, people that have been with the nation for a long time to sort these things out for me. And 
Uh, Nate also mentioned moving forward with Beloit is good. We should plan to have patience towards its success, and we all agree with that, right? 100%. Um, and, and also, I have the privilege and the, op- and the honor to, to be part of this project, but there are people every single day that are inside the government working on it, um, and I want to give a shout-out to those individuals as well, uh, the Department of Business, OP. Um, everybody has had a, an integral part in making this happen, uh, whether it's this administration, uh, whether it's legislature making some resolution or motion uh, way back in the mid-90s. Uh, everybody has, has tried to usher this along. And I think that's really a true sign of resiliency and uh, symbolic of uh, Indian country is that these are heavy lifts and it takes an entire community. It takes resources and it takes compromise. I think that's the other thing that gets lost as well is, you know, we, we might have differences when it comes to the program, um, sequencing, the timing of things. And ultimately, you know, we're trying to massage that and make it work uh, for everybody involved. And, and sometimes we fall short, uh, but at the end of the day, um, I think the tribal leadership and the community wants what's best for the nation and the community and delivering a, a high quality product um, that can compete in the market is something that we can be proud of. Absolutely. We got a minute left here and I just want to say uh, I, I, as a former high school teacher for 30 years, I always try and make a point of meeting people where they're at. And I think you do that tremendously i've seen a great uh, that's one of your strong points and i really appreciate you and appreciate what you do for the nation and uh one last thing here i'm going to read nate put something else on here if we were to expand into other areas of business the ho-chunk nation should take advantage how their lands are spread apart and to be distributed hubs and help other companies succeed which in turn help success by employing more of the tribal populace excellent thank you so much nate and i want to say a peeny geeky for coming on we got to do this again uh colin um let's do it again maybe maybe we can do a monthly update what's ho-chunk doing in a good way oh that would be awesome hey it's ho-chunk day up next go ahead colin Real quick, uh, I would say I would I would love that opportunity. Um, we we got a lot of exciting things coming down the pipe, uh, a lot of updates, and we're looking forward to sharing those and be happy to come on again. Right on. Hey, that was Colin Price uh, working with Ho Chunk Nation and a Ho Chunk citizen. Uh, up next, another uh, Ho Chunk, Maya Hinu, and we're going to be talking about the play she's going to be in tonight. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. Ho wa. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. No one should have to choose between a paycheck and their health. Whether it's for a new baby, an unexpected illness, or an aging parent, Minnesotans deserve time to care for themselves and their families. That's why Minnesota Democrats are fighting for all working people to have paid family and medical leave. The time is now. Contact your legislator and tell them to pass paid family and medical leave for Minnesota. Learn more at PaidLeaveMN.org. That's PaidLeaveMN.org. Paid for by the Minnesota AFL-CIO. Your Blue Line Extension Project wants to hear from you. We are working on extending the Blue Line Light Rail into North Minneapolis, Robbinsdale, Crystal, and Brooklyn Park, and connecting it to our growing transit system. Tell us about your neighborhood, your business, your family, and what you need from your Blue Line. Learn more and share more of your story at yourblueline.org. That's yourblueline.org. 
Hey, AM950 listeners, my name is JP Darbogosian, and I'm the host of This Queer Book Saved My Life, the show where LGBTQ guests share the queer books that saved their lives in conversation with the authors who wrote them. This Sunday, it's a crossover episode with the delightfully queer pop culture podcast, The Sewers of Paris with Matt Baum. I hope you queer folks and allies can join us as we find connection in this mysterious and beautiful queer world of ours. See you every Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hey, it's Tom. Solar panels are a great asset to your home and they increase your property value. Plus, they're the only home improvement project that pays for itself by saving you money on your utility costs. With spring being the season of home renovations, it's a great time to learn more about the benefits of going solar so you can finally break free from your monthly utility bill. Attend a free webinar from All Energy Solar to learn more. These webinars will show you why going solar is a powerful investment for your home and tell you about local and federal incentive programs, including the 30% federal tax credit. These free virtual events are hosted by all energy solar experts who are ready to answer all your questions about solar, no matter what type of property you have. If you're someone who's thought about going solar but are unsure, then these webinars are perfect for you. Visit allenergysolar.com slash webinar to register and start your solar journey. That's allenergysolar.com slash webinar. This is Gregory Rich from Habitation Furnishing and Design and Drink in the Style. You may not realize it, but a trained, skilled interior designer cannot just beautify your space. They can functionify it as well. I don't know if that's a word, but it is a thing. So why not check out habitationdesign.com and see if it looks like we're right for you. If it does, give us a call and let's schedule an appointment, in person or virtually, to make your home exceptional. Habitationdesign.com have you heard about the District Edina? Well, if you haven't, you're in for a treat. The District Edina is the Twin Cities' newest and most exciting destination for all things home design and remodeling. If you're looking for flooring or window treatments, furnishings, a builder to handle a remodel or an addition, kitchen or bath work, or even original fine art, you will find it at the District Edina. The District Edina, 7777 Washington Avenue South and online at, wait for it, thedistrictedina.com. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for rain tonight with a low around 42. Thursday, more rain with a high near 49. And Friday, a mix of rain and snow with a high around 41. The snow is melted and your lawn is finally visible again. But is it the lush green lawn you want it to be? If not, Natural Lawn can help. They take an organic-based approach to lawn care that's safer for your family and your pets. Don't wait for summer. Visit NaturalLawn.com to make your lawn envy worthy. Hey, welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. Hey, I got a young new guest here tonight. Uh, it's uh, a big night here. I want to uh, welcome uh, Jalisa McKee on to uh, Native Ritz Radio. Uh, Jalisa, welcome. Tina Geeky. It's great to be here, and thank you for having me. Well, this is like old time's sake. You used to be on the show seven years ago. That's right. It was awesome to start off with you all, and it's amazing to see what you've done over the years and how much it's grown and how many more people you've reached. Yeah, I really appreciate that. So we got a big night here, and I think almost I want to talk about a big season. I want you to tell our audience uh, what you're going to be doing tonight and what you're going to be doing in the next month or so. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Jaji. For those of you that don't know, I am uh, Robert Pilot's daughter. My name yeah. is Chef Wakahawinga, Holy Eagle Woman of Ho-Chunk Nation. I'm so honored to be here. I auditioned for a play um, through New Native Theater, and Jad, you know all about them. You've had Rihanna on your show. Uh, she is the artistic director and founder of New Native Theater, and I am a part of a production that has an all-Native cast. And it is called This Is How We Got Here. And that's by Keith Barker. And it is, again, directed by Rihanna Yazzie of New Native Theater. Well, and that's exciting. And uh, let's talk about the dates and how we got uh, can get tickets. And I want to bring that up a couple times during our interview here. Um, me being Absolutely. your proud Jaji here. Uh, I just want to <laughs> get everyone out there to see see you in this uh, this play. And there's three other actors in it, right? 
Yes, it features myself and three other uh, Native American actors um, from all over, and they are all listed on the website. So if you go onto the website at dreamed, dreamlandarts.com, so that is the theater that we are uh, performing on, and that is uh, in St. Paul here. So if you go to dreamlandarts.com, our show, This Is How We Got Here, is on there, and you can purchase your tickets on there, and they're just pay what you can. The first show is April 19th, and that is a Wednesday, and we go through Sunday. So Wednesday through Saturday is at 7.30 p.m. Get there early, and then on Sunday it's at 2 p.m., and this will go through three weekends. So in other words, we'll start tonight on April 19th at 7.30 p.m. We'll go this weekend, the following weekend, and then the following weekend after that. And our last show is on Sunday, May 7th at 2 p.m. That that's totally exciting, and uh, you know, do do you want to talk a little bit about what the play is about? Because I know I have a little bio here. Yeah. Do, you want, do you want me to read it, or do you want to go for it? Yeah, you know, I can read it for um, for us if you don't mind. That's great. I have it right here as well, um, and I am glad that you brought that up because I do want to just give a, um, a a trauma warning for everybody. This this play does involve teen suicide, and it. Um, explores the confusion and transformative process of loss uh, of grief and loss uh, that families endure. Uh, so uh, specifically, I'll read it here. A year following the suicide of their teen, a family still grapples with the, the ways their lives have been changed by this devastating loss. Simultaneously heartwarming and heartbreaking, this is how we got here, explores the confusion and transformative process of grief and loss. And so this project, Production contains sensitive subject matter about suicide and grief, and we will have a post-show conversation following every single production that we that we perform. Jalisa, uh, do you do you, what? Can you tell us about the author Keith uh, Barker? Yeah, he is uh, Matisse. Am I saying that right, Judge? He is Native American from Toronto, and so he wrote this play uh, for. Uh, for Native American actors, and uh, it's so well written. I, I'm so honored to do this performance. He, this is our actually our premiere um, in the states because it has only been performed uh, in Canada so far. Wow! And it, it's the four main actors are all Native, and they're speaking through the the magnifying glass of uh, Native Americans. Correct? Yes, of a Native American writer. That's right. Right, and then you play uh, a young Native American uh, in this because you are young and you are Native American. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I play the part of Lucille, so I'm the mother, and then there's uh, the character Paul, so he would be my husband and the father of the the young man who uh, lost his life, and then there's also an aunt and uncle, the uncle and the uh, husband or the father, their best friends, and then myself and the sister um that would be the mother and the aunt of the teen so this play right this play is called this is how we got here and it's directed by rihanna yazi and it's at dreamland arts at 677 hamlin avenue north in the beautiful city of saint paul i knew you'd end up here uh jaleesa that's right that's right yes (laughs) and purchase your tickets at dreamlandarts.com Exactly. So the play is roughly 100 minutes, 90 minutes, roughly? It's actually running just below 90 minutes. We won't have any intermissions. Um, we will have a little bit of a brief break right after that mm. that performance, and then we'll have that 20-minute post-show talk back. Wow, that's nice. I can't wait for that. Um, I'll bring my notebook and and uh, make notes for the other actors. Of course, not you, because you're my daughter and you're perfect, <laughs> so I'm going to... Share my notes with the other actors, though. Oh, wow. you're funny. <laughs> Everybody's doing a fantastic job, and I do want to say a lot of the crew members, the light designers, and um, uh, stage managers, and things like that, that have been a part of this production are also native um, or people that are really inspired by the native culture. 
Right on. And we don't want to forget them because I know you uh, uh, went for went to college for this and got a degree in theater. And uh, you know all the aspects of theater by going through that program. Yes, I'm very grateful for that experience in my undergrad. Absolutely. Well, it's that, great to be back on stage. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's exciting. So tell everybody uh, kind of the process, because I know New Native Theater here in the Twin Cities has classes all the time. I shouldn't say all the time, but they do have classes and how to get connected. Uh, what was your experience, Jaleesa? I'm so glad you asked. I, you know, I had, like I said, I studied theater in my undergrad and I'm I was very grateful for that experience. And then when I went on um, to to work and do things like that, I did do three short films and then COVID hit as well. And then prior to that, I realized I really wanted to continue my education and become a counselor. So I was able to obtain that degree and that license and I work specifically in addiction. And so after some time, I really missed creating and I really missed the theater. So I had heard about New Native Theater. I had uh, met Rihanna and met some of the wonderful people that work at New Native Theater. And I just thought it was time to get back into it. And so what I did was I signed up for a workshop, so a class, and it was actually for new actors. Even though I did have experience, I wanted to just get back into it. And through that process was encouraged to audition. And I am so grateful that I did that. And like like you said, Judge, they do have classes and that not just for actors, but for people that want to do carpentry and help, you know, do the stage uh, work and all different types of aspects of theater. So please check out New Native Theater and uh, give their website a look and um, check out what they have to offer because it's just an amazing amazing program and theater and I am so thrilled to be working with Rihanna Yazi. It has been nothing but an extremely positive and spiritual experience working with her and the other actors. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, we've had Rihanna on many times and it, it's interesting. I'm not having as much problems as I used to because I always wanted to put the in front of new the new native <laughs> theater, but you're doing great at that new native theater. <laughs> and so we have Thomas, uh, who's a, a teacher that I know, and is a pretty good friend whenever I see him. He's one of the actors, too. Uh, what kind of experience uh, was that for you to work with these other actors? It was amazing. Uh, getting to know Thomas specifically was, was so great. He has such a great heart and has experience in acting. And like you said, he's a teacher and it shows. The biggest heart cares about other people and just working with the others too. Um, we had talked about how we really take care of each other and we really lift each other up. This isn't an ego-centric or ego-driven production. I think a lot of us who have worked in theater know that a lot of times, unfortunately, it can be very ego but I want to give it to the humbleness that us natives really have to endure and are really taught by, you know, our elders and um, generation by generation to really, really humble yourself as you do things. This isn't, this isn't just for us. This is, I really look at it as this, this is to, to put out a great story and uh, to share the story because it is so important and so relatable. Wow. And uh, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking, but it's, unfortunately it's, it's really a part of life and this play the way it's written uh, really emphasizes the importance of life but it also emphasizes the importance of storytelling and how we all have our stories wow. and then we we share them and also the importance of the stories of the people that that love us and we love wow that was that was that was intense what you just said uh, there's a lot to a lot mm -hmm. to, lot to talk about there Yes, absolutely. It's easy to talk when you when you talk about something that you're passionate about, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. No, and there was a lot to unpack in what you said because of uh, mm -hmm. the trauma that uh, we all deal with and specifically our Native community um, with all the things. We just had a show yesterday, Jaleesa, where they were talking about how the University of Minnesota uh, 
stole all mm-hmm. this land and you know and it's the same actors we got sibley alexander ramsey and all these people that really are were shutting out native americans to uh, not belong in uh, in this land basically and not only the university but just the areas uh Wow. Yeah. So it's just cra- wow. crazy what our, our relatives have had to deal with and endure. Hey, Jalisa, we want to take a, we want to take a quick break and we're gonna uh, pay some uh, bills here and we're gonna come back with you. <laughs> I know I know you're in a hurry and you got to do some more uh, some more prepping for tonight, but I just want right. to hit hit up with you for a quick couple more minutes before I have to let you go. Hey, you're listening to Native Ritz Radio. You're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and we'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. A lot has changed since 2020. Metro Transit wants to hear from you to help build a network that best serves the Metro's needs for the next five years. Help us grow the right way as more resources, like more drivers, become available. Learn more, fill out an online survey, and find out about upcoming meetings in your neighborhood at metrotransit.org slash network hyphen now. metrotransit.org slash network hyphen now. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let let howl. howl. Tune in this Saturday morning right here on AM 950 for the Gardening with Joy and Holly radio show from 7 to 8 a.m. We'll be discussing the world of seeds, understanding heirloom, organic, F1, F2, hybrid, as well as spring lawn maintenance. Our guest is author Kelly Smith-Tribble, and we'll answer your garden questions. That's all this Saturday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. right here on AM 950. Tell a friend and let's grow together. No one should have to choose between a paycheck and their health. Whether it's for a new baby, an unexpected illness, or an aging parent, Minnesotans deserve time to care for themselves and their families. That's why Minnesota Democrats are fighting for all working people to have paid family and medical leave. The time is now. Contact your legislator and tell them to pass paid family and medical leave for Minnesota. Learn more at PaidLeaveMN.org. That's PaidLeaveMN.org. Paid for by the Minnesota AFL-CIO. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Hey, welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. Um, wow, I'm here with my uh, my Hinu, uh, Jalisa, and so proud, uh, proud Jaji here. Uh, welcome back, Jalisa, and let's get right back into this. Yeah. Hey, tell everybody your name, uh, by the way. Yes, I am Chafshapakahawinga. That means Holy Eagle Woman. And I'm very happy to be here. Jalisa McKee. Right on. And the McKee name is our family name, too, which uh, there are a lot of McKees uh, in Wisconsin and Nebraska and all over Turtle Island. So really proud that you have that family name, too. So that uh, makes uh, Jaji here proud. Oh, I talked to the uh-huh. third. I talked to third person there. Oh, wow. <laughs> So yes, hey, hey, so hey, we're talking about this is how we got here. The, the play from New Native Theater, and the dates are April nineteenth to May seventh, and it's at Dreamland Arts in St. Paul at six seven seven Hamlin Avenue in St. Paul. Um, again, uh, I'm here with Jalisa, and she's one of the four actors that's uh, in this play. Uh, it's interesting. I, di- I just want to touch base with you, Jalisa, uh, about the artwork is really beautiful on those posters. 
Yes. A girl named Rebecca who works for New Native Theater did that. And I am so amazed by the work that she did with that. And if you come see the play, it will make even more sense. Um, you know, she specifically chose the fox and in uh, the woods there, you see. So, um, yeah, I hope that encourages people more to come and see the play. And please go to dreamlandarts.com to purchase your tickets ahead of time. It is a small theater. It's beautiful, but it only seats 40 people. So you want to get your tickets uh, in advance um, if you want a specific date. But, yeah, like you said, it's April 19th and it goes through May 7th. But it's just Saturday through Sundays. Wednesday through Saturdays is at 7.30 p.m. And then Sundays is at 2. So that would mean the last play is on May 7th. Wow, that's awesome. Um, so what led you to to being an actor? How how have you, I know, uh, I know the story kind of, uh, but it, it feels like it was a calling, right? Yeah, you know, I um, always had an interest in the art. You know, I grew up. Um, really loving music and really loving different art, artistic avenues. And when it came down to going to college, I thought, oh, I would do it as a minor. And I just really fell in love with it and it became my major. And I realized it was, it was a lot of what pulled me into acting was having the ability to empathize with a character mm. and then realizing the importance of that character's story. And I, I ended up graduating and coming up with my own kind of theater or acting philosophy and saying that every story is really worth being told and every story is really worth hearing about. It's just the lucky ones that get written, produced, put on through a play or through different means of art. And um, I just am honored to be able to be a part of that. And I feel connected to the characters. It's, I also do like to do other parts of theater, uh, direct, do come in, kind of like more of the stage manage it, management things. And uh, lighting and sound and things like that as well. So that's kind of my background. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, I feel like uh, as talking to you and just what's been going on maybe since Standing Rock, and I know you went to Standing Rock a few times. Um, right, yeah. when When Standing Rock ended, it seemed like uh, we were getting a lot more publicity, meaning Native Americans you have, the, you know, Rutherford Falls you had, the show, Reservation Dogs, the movie Prey. Yeah. And I want people to come out and see you and this play. I think it's right into telling our stories and, and finding allies that can relate and to uh, support and understand where natives uh, are at and where they come from. Because this is a, a modern day play, right? Exactly. It is a modern day play. The way Rihanna directed it is is modern theater. And I agree. I mean... Natives have been unrecognized for so long, and I think it's so powerful to see through these artistic avenues our stories being told, and it's only increasing more and more, just like the productions and the TV shows and movies that you listed right there. I think that's only the beginning, and I'm so excited to see those productions and then now be a part of one. Well, and then you, you're in good company, too, because, like, there's a few actors that have come out of New Native uh, Theater that have gone national. Uh, Ajwak, uh, he was he went through Native uh, Theater. There's a couple other ones, too, that are uh, very successful. But also, you know, I don't know if people, the show is all over the country, and I don't know if people realize this, but uh, Minneapolis and the Twin Cities has more theaters. Only New York has more theaters per capita than than uh, Minnesota in, in the United States. And that's an amazing, amazing statistic. That's right. I'm so glad you bring that up. I, I tell that to people all the time and they're shocked to hear that. So we're very lucky that the Twin Cities has such a variety of, of plays and theater and different uh, things like that. Like you said, per capita, besides New York, we have the most. So we're very fortunate. Yeah, here's a, here's a, a, a question I just want to ask you off off the cuff here what is a favorite mm -hmm. play you've ever seen oh man um that is a really good question i know what Honestly, one used to be <laughs> i was gonna say one pops in my head and it's a musical mm -hmm. but it was when we were in new york on broadway and we saw phantom of the opera oh wow. <laughs> but that just sticks out because that was so breathtaking 
but I know we have seen Wicked, and mm-hmm. we've seen that, what, four times now? Um, <laughs> so that's kind of a, a fun favorite that we've seen, and I saw actually in high school with my choir, and yeah, it's right. uh, those ones stick out to me. Um, but really, I've, I've seen so many plays. I right. grew up going to the Chanhassen Dinner Theater every year, mm-hmm. and, you know, we've done New York together, and um, it's really fun seeing the older, or not the older theaters, but but um, kind of more of the modern. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But I really like a lot of different theaters and just, I'm just, and, and plays um, right down to community theater to, mm-hmm. you know, all the way up to New York. So on Broadway. You know, Jalisa, you mentioned Phantom, and I literally remember uh, tearing up that the music was so beautiful there. And now that you mention that, I. Yes, remember that? Yeah. I just, I, I remember my job being dropped, and I'm like, okay, this is. This is a lot. <laughs> yeah. It was just so breathtaking. And I know we uh, we really enjoyed Wicked too, and uh, <laughs> and I uh, enjoy you and your uh, sister singing the the parts too on the boat. Oh yes, we love to sing. Uh, yeah, cross parts of Alphaba and Glinda. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, what did, what are your plans next? Uh, is it too early to plan ahead to the? the next uh, production or the next thing you uh, seek out in in your uh, career? Oh, that's so nice of you to ask. You know, I um, am actually just really looking forward to continue to audition and work with New Native Theater. I, I, I feel that this is only the beginning, so continue with them and then continue um, anywhere else that I see fit or that I um, have the opportunity to audition for. Wow, really good response. Hey, one more time, how and when we can see you, that's, get that out there in the new Native Theater, Jaleesa. Yes, okay, so the production is called This Is How We Got Here, and the beautiful artwork is by uh, a new Native Theater work, uh, you know, employee, and she is an amazing artist, so you'll mm-hmm. see the fox on there. And it is tonight, Wednesday, April 19th, is our first show, Wednesday through Sunday, but go to dreamlandarts.com to purchase your tickets. And um, we have those, these shows will run through April 7th. It'll, they'll run Wednesday through Sunday. Wow. I can't wait. I know I can't come tonight, but I can't wait uh, to I'm see so you. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yay. Thank you. Well, I'm thank you so much. Very mu- honored. Thank you so much. And we're ending up the ending the show here. And I'm going to, uh, uh, end the show and say Pini Gigi, uh, Jalisa again, uh, hopefully your sister's not listening and again, you're my favorite daughter uh, you're right <laughs> out the, don't tell Jelaine <laughs> yeah, I know what that means <laughs> <laughs> easy hey, Pini Gigi, daddy Pini Gigi, we'll see you soon, love ya love you, thank hey, you everyone, hey if you're listening to the show, you're part of the resistance from Chief Plenty Coops. The ground on which we stand on is sacred ground is the blood of our ancestors. We need to resist, divest, join a group, run for office. We're still here. We are the seventh generation. Free Leonard Peltier now.